Hey there, listeners. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Die by the Sword podcast. Uh, before we get into the episode, just want to give a quick shout out to the guys over at Midnight Syndicate. You can check out their music at www.midnightsyndicate.com. Also, if you want to add some spooky music to your own games, uh, go ahead and check out the ambient sounds over at Sword Coast Soundscapes. Check them out at youtube.com slash Soundscapes. All right, quick intro for me this week. Let's get into the show. Aren't you a cypher eyes? Hey, Richard. I wouldn't go that far, Philip. <laughs> I mean, it's been a couple... Oh, wait. I've lost all track of time. This is like The Witcher. Time's all out of order right now. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> so, have you been listening to the, to, the, to the newer Dream episodes? I have. So, I have a question for you. I've, yeah. been, try- I've been trying to take over that, that rules lawyer thing, but I know nothing of the game. I'm more of like a rules paralegal. Um, have you listened and said that's not how you play that or that's not how that goes there were a couple things here and there and for the most part i was like as a gm i might have even skipped over that just for the sake of expediency because the technicality of it's not worth like there was a you know it's like the acrobatics to both jump off a cliff and avoid an attack of opportunity you know that kind of stuff but it's just it gets so crunchy it's usually not even fun to get into Mm-hmm. I really doubt that you don't have fun getting into those. <laughs> well, I do, but nobody else does. Uh-huh. <laughs> so knowing that my players, because I GM a lot, knowing that my players don't enjoy that, I usually just, eh, it's close enough. Fair enough. So this is also your first time uh, meeting Gary and Keith, right? Yes, it is. Hello, Gary and Keith. Other Gary, not Gary Gary. <laughs> right. Hey, what's going on? Hey there, how are you? Actually, you might be Gary Gary because your second name is also a G. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so you met Gary and you met Keith, but unfortunately, you haven't met John. John is actually not with us this week. Yeah, John is unable to join us this week for recording. Hopefully he'll be back next week. Yeah, you're stuck with me. <laughs> stuck with Richard. It's weird because I feel like I know him already a little bit since I listened to all the episodes. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but on the rules, I think that you know, just listening to Gary and playing with Gary a lot, too, when he's GMing, a lot of times he won't take attacks of opportunity. He won't always use the entire catalog of options available to a monster. And again, I think a lot of that is intentional on Gary's part for the sake of expediency. However, as I was going back and editing some of the episodes that I was on, I did find one big error that we made, Gary. Oh, what's that? So you remember when we had the conversation about whether or not a bite and a claw counts for a rend or if it has to be both claws. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. Any natural attack counts towards the rend. So it can be two of any of the natural attacks will count. See, I told you. Yeah, you did. And I wasn't 100% certain either. I was willing to look it up, but yeah, but at that point we're just like, eh, just keep moving. Yeah. Well, see, I've had time to look this up and I just haven't. What does rend mean? (laughs) To me, it means like, pulling something like you do when you make a like a really good brisket you can just pull it apart is that rending yeah it's it's basically that it's shredding as much as you can and for those who are interested in the two weapon fighting tree there is a feat which is two weapon rend which means if you attack with both of your weapons you can rend as well oh that sounds fun 
it's pretty deep in the tree, so you have to be pretty committed to it, but it's there. I've never played a two weapon fighter though. So I, I was I was taking a peek at, at, at future levels and um Renly will eventually get two attacks. Mm-hmm. Um could he use two weapons too? No. Not there's no special benefit for using two weapons with the iterative attacks. It's a different mechanic entirely. Oh. Oh, because two yeah. weapon attack is a full round action, right? It or is, not? but so is an iterative attack. Uh, they work differently, though, because with two weapon fighting, actually, any character can make two attacks if they're wielding a weapon in each hand from level one. The reason you get the two weapon fighting feat is, is because it dramatically decreases the penalty for doing that. If you don't have that feat, it's like a negative six penalty for doing it to your attack roll. But if you have that feat and you have a light weapon in your offhand, then it's only negative two. Because that hand's just not as strong. You don't know. You don't know my life. I'm ambidextrous. <laughs> I think that feat implies ambidextry, ambidextrousy, whatever that word is. Ambidextrosity. Ambidextrosity. There you go, Gary. Ooh, that sounds that sounds fancy. Take my strong hand. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the iterative attack is just you're fast enough to make a second attack with the same hand. But anyway, like we mentioned, uh, this week we've got Roderick and Renly and Cabal and Chaubert. No Diego. He's busy with a ball of yarn. So, we ready to uh, jump right in? Yes, we are, and I have very little idea what we're doing. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> that's, the way, that's the way it works. All right. So, getting into this one. You all find yourself... Uh, standing on a small stairway that descends about 10 feet to a recessed iron door. The way behind you is covered with grayish kind of solid mist. And you know you can't make your way back through that way. So all you see in front of you is this recessed iron door that is rusted. What do you do? So you said it's a Dark Souls fog gate, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, Renly had this dream. I think this was the first time he saw the fog and he couldn't go through it. So he knows where he's going. He's going to the door. Not unless you want to challenge the area, boss. <laughs> well. Dark Souls. Oh, see, I, had, I, didn't, I hadn't played it, so I don't know. I don't know that. But um, on the way to the door, he is actually going to remark. Wait, is this is this a dream or is this real? R- Roderick. Roderick. But the fetchling and and cable a cabal. I don't. I don't know what's going on. So Roderick looks like he's just barely coming into consciousness, like he was sort of in a daze. Renly, what are you doing here? I thought I left you when I went to go look for my father. And who are these two? What? I. Uh, this is this gentleman right here. The fetchling uh, is is Chaubert. Or Jobert. I always get those mixed up. Jobert, and it's Kyle, not Fetchling. This is Jobert Kyle the Fetchling, and this is Cabal. He's an Inquisitor who heals. Isn't that weird? It's a little unusual, yes. Jobert uh, Cabal, nice to meet you. So, Hello there. If, if you three know each other, why am I here? Do, do you have any idea what's going on? Oh, this is just a dream. You're probably asleep on the road. I've been having these dreams for a long time. Wait a minute, Renly. I have a question, and I'm going to ask this very carefully. Are these the other personalities that are living in your head? <laughs> well, 
I definitely, definitely can say for a fact that these... I would never think to become uh, either of those. There's only two people right now in here. Me and Carrie. Do you want to see her? She, I bet she's missed you. Yes, I have no doubt. And Roderick's sort of looking around the, the, the crowd here, and he's sort of using his ambient knowledge local. And so, a tiefling and a fetchling. I think all of us are part human and part something else. Am I mistaken? No, everyone here is not human. Well, totally human. What a strange series of coincidences. Oh, I have a question. I know that I don't carry this in my heart, but him being a tiefling isn't going to cause a thing, is it? Well, it depends. What uh, what god do you worship there? Phrasma? Then no, we're just fine. Perfect. Then we'll get along great. Yes, I have a uh... I've had to brace myself for some of the challenges that come from being different. Fortunately, I look very much like everyone around me, and very few people are able to decipher my angelic blood, but for one such as you, it's a little bit more obvious. Yes, that's why I wear a hood and hide my horns, so that not everyone knows. So does he file his horns down like uh, like Hellboy? Oh, no, not no. He just puts a hood over him. Just to kind of cover him a little bit. And he's got long hair as well, so you can't see him as well. So are we going to knock on this door or what? Roderick will perceive it for traps and lock. That's a natural one, so we're starting off right where we <laughs> left off. <laughs> Sounds like Roderick. I've missed this song. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has changed. <laughs> okay, so I will do the same. We'll perceive, uh, not for traps, but just to look at it. And I got a two. <laughs> I missed you, Philip. We had this bond. Well, our dice did. <laughs> Showbear's gonna check for traps as well. Let's I am see. very confident it is not trapped or locked. <laughs> Seventeen. It is. Uh, it's not trapped and it's not locked. It is just a really, really sealed shut door. It's like it's rusted shut. So I think that. It was Chaubert that rolled that, right? The 17, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I'm assuming you explain that to the rest of the party. Oh, yeah, sorry. So since Roderick worships Torag, does he, can he find secret doors like the dwarves can? No, that's just a dwarf thing. He wishes he could. He thinks it's pretty cool, but no. Can we take a look around the door? Maybe the, uh, you know, up and down the wall? Up to where the fog hits? Yeah, I mean, you can look around it and uh, you see where the, the latch is to try to open it. It just do- it doesn't give when you initially pull on it. You know it's going to take a, a really strong pull to get it open. So, Renly, when I was adventuring with your brother in uh, Harrowstone, we had to force a safe open. So I think we're in a similar situation here. No, I mean, you tell that story all the time since you opened it, yeah. It, it was pretty amazing. So <laughs> Roderick searches his pack for his crowbar, making sure he still has it. Does he still have his crowbar? He does. All right. Are you ready? Yes. All right, so I guess Roderick will make the check and y'all aid. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I add anything to it, my strength? Yes, sir. Okay. Then I got a 10, so I barely aid. Yes. I got a 10 as well. Nice. I rolled a 12. 
That's an eight. So that is a total of 22. 22. Still not budging. All right. I don't feel like that was my best attempt. Uh, give it another go. Yes, let's let us let us try again. All I right. do not aid this time. I got a 16. Uh, I rolled a natural 20. All right. Well, wish you'd rolled it, but I did roll a natural 18, so it's a 24. Still not budging. Sorry, 25. Even the 25. Still not budging. All right. Well, I'll give up. Let's try to go through the fog. <laughs> <laughs> So, who has the highest strength modifier? Roderick is plus three. I have a plus two. I'm plus two as well. Plus one. Okay. Try it one more time. I can right. cast enlarge person on you. <laughs> that would actually help. So, that's what I'll do. But then he can't get through the door. <laughs> he opens it, but then he can't fit. <laughs> All right. Let's go for this again. You're big now. That's hardly better. Oh, wait, and the, uh, I'm going to aid as well. Uh, 18, so yeah, that's an aid. Okay. Ooh, I got a four. 18. All right, so that's a 22 again. Ah! <laughs> Have I told you how much I love strength checks? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the Zoltar machine can get us out of this one. <laughs> All right, Giant Roderick, can you try one more time? Yeah, let's give it one more shot. That's a natural three, so let's just skip ahead of that. <laughs> All right, there we go. Better than a natural three. Ten. Barely aid. Fourteen. Okay. Do I have and another aid? And I got a fourteen. You got three. You got three, three. aid. Okay, now we're up to 27. It just barely creaks open. And as you do open it, water starts rushing out from the inside. And you realize this whole inside area has been flooded. But... With the door open and coming up the stairwell, the water eventually levels out to be about three feet deep. Oh, here we go. Okay, so the door is, is, is open after it leveled out. We were able to open it completely? Yes. Well, that explains why the door was partly shut. would have to be to retain all that water. Do you think someone did that on purpose? Flooded it? I think it was the wet bandits. <laughs> I don't even know where we are, so it'd be hard to speculate as to what's going on. What normally happens? You've all been in these uh, dreams before. We usually fight monsters and wake up. I mean, I've come to really enjoy my dream time. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not a bad dream at all. I could I could go for that. Yeah, there are no real consequences. I think he's died a couple times, so... And he keeps coming back, so either I'm dreaming him or no rules, you know what I mean? So you're saying this is not the Matrix? No. Did you? Which pill did you take, though? Very important, I know that. <laughs> Red pill all the way, baby. Okay. So when you do get inside, you are standing in about three feet deep of water. You're in a dimly lit corridor. Directly in front of you looks like there was a stairwell, but it has been collapsed in and there's about 20 feet of broken rock kind of covering that stairwell directly in front of you but this corridor goes to your left and to your right so i'm gonna walk over to the to the rubble okay and look up just to see how if i can see anything on the second floor that's interesting 15 15 it's a stairwell that goes up to 
you can kind of make out a doorway up there, but there is no way that you can get through to get to the doorway. And Roderick rolls a modified 20, just looking around, see if he sees anything that would indicate if one direction is preferential to the other. Um, can't really tell uh, if one direction is better than the other. Both sides look almost identical. Very well. Shall we proceed? Uh, off to the right, I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna follow Roderick to the right. Okay. As Roderick gets to where he's about to round the corner, he instantly just drops into the water. Well, that's annoying. <laughs> Am I just in water? Yeah. So you you're walking along, and basically the bottom just drops out from underneath you, and needs you to make a swim check to stay afloat. Okay. It's another natural one, so it's a seven. So you are underwater. Again, that's annoying. So as you go underwater, you see that this pit basically drops down about 20 feet. And toward the bottom of the pit, you see four bodies. And they're kind of barnacle-covered. They look like guards that have been dropped down in here. Brine zombies? No, they do uh, notice you and look right up at you, and we're rolling for initiative. Hooray! <laughs> so, so that I can uh, get this better. Another um, natural what? <laughs> you should throw that dice Keep... away, bro. This is the second one. Throw it away. <laughs> you can go ahead and take mine, Gary. It's a two. I got a three. <laughs> Three. Roderick has a two. Nineteen. We were not ready for this. Nineteen for sure. There. Seven. Seven. Okay, so we are starting off this round with Chaubert. All right. So he fell in right in front of me and just to my left a bit, and he he looks like he's having a hard time, right? Yes, he is struggling to get back to the surface of the water. All right. So as far as helping him out. Can I, if I unsling my bow and stick it in the water, is that something to grab onto? I'm pretty sure you could spend your turn doing whatever makes sense to you to aid my swim check, you know, reaching your hand down or whatever. Those those rules are pretty loose. Okay. Then that's what I'll do is I'll, I'll spend my turn, I guess, sticking my short bow in the water so that he has something to grab onto. Okay. Very good. And it is these creatures' turn next. They start making their way up through the pit toward the surface. And three of them will uh, break the surface. And as they do so, uh, the one that is closest to Roderick is going to try to slam you. It'll be an 18 to hit. That will hit. As Roderick takes six points of damage from the hit. And I need you to make a fortitude save. I knew there was an and coming. It's better. It's a 16. You feel all right. And then the one that is closest to Chaubert will also reach out of the water and try to slam you. That's only an 11. Ah, thank God. A slap and a miss. (laughs) All right. Uh, That's basically all these guys can do this round. Uh, Renly. So I have a question. Is the pit... It's, it's deep enough for him to go underwater, correct? Yes. So, like, 20 feet deep, right? Correct. 
Then is he still underwater? Yes, because we haven't gotten to his turn yet. Oh, that's right. Uh, you're holding out your bow so he can grab it. Yep. Besides the one that just attacked Jobert, are the rest underwater? Are they at the surface? Where are they at? The other two are still underwater. So I only see the one right next to me. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to take a diagonal five-foot step, uh, and then I am going to... Oh, crap. I forgot to change before we came in. Uh, so I'm going to touch my hat and change into Carrie. Roger, Roger is uh, holding <laughs> you from underwater. <laughs> little, he just opens his mouth and this bubble pops up and he goes, I, it pops. I told you to do that before. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so is that all of your turn, Ridley? Well, that's it. All I can do changing is a standard. All right. Cabal. Okay, I will move up beside Jobert, and I will cast Shield of Faith on him. Shield of Faith on Jobert. And that would give you plus two deflection bonus to your AC, and then you get a, uh, an extra plus one for being six level. Ooh, that sounds awesome. All right, the moment we've all been waiting for, Roderick. Okay, so... Um... Limited on options, Roderick is just going to attempt to swim up using the assistance from the bow that was extended to him. Natural two. Fortunately, with the aid in my swim check, that is a 10. That's just enough to get to the surface of the water. As expected. So you're still in the water, but you're at least, you know, at the surface so you can breathe. Okay, so I still have an action remaining, correct? Correct. All right, so what Roderick wants to do... Is it might and it might be a second swim check, but try to. Uh, it looks like the there's a ledge to the north of me I could get onto. Correct. That is correct. All right, he's gonna try to get onto that ledge so he's not swimming anymore. It is also a ten. Just enough to make it over there. Okay, so he spends his round getting on solid ground again. Well, solid-ish. He can feel the ground beneath him, but you're still in water. All right, that'll bring us back to the top of the round with Chaubert. All right, so. Uh... Since Chaubert has his bow out, the best thing for him to do is start taking some shots. Um, but I guess not the guy in front of him, right? You can't hit the guy that's immediately close to him without... You can't fire a ranged weapon at all without provoking. Okay. So if I just... then I, So if I drop my weapon, I can draw my short sword. 18. That's a hit. And that is uh, 7 points of damage. Seven points damage. Uh, you said you're using a short sword? Yeah, correct. So it does look like it all went through. But it's still alive. Or undead. It's gonna get you. It's still <laughs> gross. It is still very gross. You swam in that water. <laughs> uh, it is these creatures' turns. The one that was just hit will kind of move up onto the solid ground. Another one will move closer to show bear. Um, one will move up by Roderick. I, two of them will move up toward Roderick. Fortunately, I'm in a corner, so I'm at least protected from a flank. Right. But spacing. Okay. Uh, so one of them will try to slam Chaubert. That's a 24. Ouch. Yeah, that's going to do it. Max damage. Uh, so that is 14 points of damage. And 
I need you to make a fortitude save. Oof, okay. 18. You feel alright? Okay. Uh, and the one that is attacking... Uh, one of them will attack uh, Cabal. That's a 16 to hit. Does not hit. Alright. And then there are two of them that are going to attack Roderick. Yes, yes, there are. Yep. So the first one. Or would it be is? Yes, there is. There is two? I don't know. <laughs> there is one, there are two. Fair enough, I'll look it up later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, first one, I'm assuming, misses with an 11. Yes, sir, that is miss. And second one. Uh, that's going to be a hit. That's a 23. Yes, sir, that's a hit. Max damage again. Uh, 14 points of damage and another fortitude save. Goodness gracious. These guys are for real. Natural 19. All right, you feel okay. Could have used that on a different roll, but I'll take the fortitude save. Right. Okay, uh, Renly. Renly is going to fly up and start singing. That is what I wanted to hear. So... Okay, so that is a 16 on Knowledge Religion. 16 Knowledge Religion. Uh, okay, you would know these things are called Druger, or Draugr. I don't know how to say this word. Spell uh, it. D-R-A-U-G-R. Draugr. I always pronounce it Draugr. Draugr. Yeah. I pronounce it with a German accent and say Draugr. Draugr. <laughs> Do it. They are Draugr. They are barnacle-encrusted walking corpses that look like zombies. Uh, they are aquatic, and they give off a nauseating stench. They do have damage reduction, similar to zombies or skeletons. With a 16, you're not sure what else there is to know about them. But I've fought zombies in the past, so I would know, right, that you need a slashing weapon. Mm-hmm. Which I have to add, short sword's a piercing weapon. <laughs> yeah, I was ah. just thinking that too. So, how much of that went through now? So less. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I had to tell the teacher. <laughs> you think a long sword is slashing? So you think a short sword would be slashing too? Didn't we discuss this uh, in an earlier episode that that it's actually a bludgeoning weapon? <laughs> that was broadswords. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, in second edition, a longsword is can be either slashing or piercing, which is far more accurate to the actual usage of a longsword. They're actually used more for piercing. But they didn't have that in first edition. They're just slashing. I always rule that my players can use slashing and piercing for a longsword, even though that's not what the rule is because of, you know, reasons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Uh, yeah, no, I flew up and I sang, and then, um, is there a, an enhancement I can give against zombies? My bet would be if there's, if they're neutral to anything, it would be electricity, because they might be immune to cold since they're underwater, but they also might be resistant to fire for the same reason. Is, okay, but is that a smart idea to do in this giant puddle of water that we're all fighting in? I mean, normal underwater rules don't have anything for that. There's no like special special treatment for just uh, added electrical damage for fighting in water. Okay, well then that's what I'll do. 
So Carrie begins her song t- um, singing what these are and how to fight them as much as a 16 will give them. Uh, pulls out her chakram and it starts to sizzle as she gives everybody in the party shocking to their weapons. Good stuff. Love this. Very nice. Okay, Cabal. Okay, I will, because I want to attack, but I have I have a ranged weapon, so I can't, since he's right in front of me, I can't attack him, as Roderick pointed out earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I want to try to move back uh, five feet and get away from him. Okay, so you could try to make an acrobatics check to move back, and you'd move five feet back. Okay, and, and... With my money, I purchase boots of elven kind, which gives me a plus five to acrobatics. Ooh. Ooh. All right. So roll for the acrobatics check. That is an 18. So, yes, you you are able to make it uh, without provoking the attack of opportunity. So I do a, like, a really cool, like, backflip into the person, into the space behind me, and then I will bane my weapon and choose undead. Ah, Inquisitors. An undead <laughs> Bane. All right, uh, Roderick. Whew. Okay, so what Roderick is going to do is he's going to attempt a concentration check to cast defensively. Natural 14 makes it, casts Brand, and will make two attacks. First attack on the northernmost Draugr. The 20 to hit. That's a hit. All right. Does 10 points of slashing damage and 2 points of electricity damage. Okay. That hurt it quite a bit. Right, and second attack, swinging around at the same creature. Natural 16, even better. That'll hit. Alright. Alright, that is 7 points of slashing damage and 5 points of electric damage. And you have killed that drugger. It was annoying me. And it slowly sinks back into the water from whence it came. It does. Poor guard. And you do notice, Roderick, as you're fighting this thing and seeing it up close, the guard uniform looks like the same guard uniform that you wore at Slosh Karamark. Well, son of a bitch. I know where we are. (laughs) So, so, okay. Okay. So he sees the same guard uniform, but it's not him, right? It's not one of these freaky dreams where you peel back the Scooby-Doo mask and there's Roderick. No, it's not Roderick. It's just the same style of uniform. So Roderick, using his uh, Magus training, casts a spell, hits twice with it, and then as the creature's falling, sees the sees the uniform and realization wipes over him. I know where we are. Renly, we're in Slash Karamark. We just left this place. Whose turn is it? It is now Chaubert's turn. Alright. Uh, so the one step out from in front of Chaubert, and then another one took his place, so Chaubert is going to go ahead and try to stab at that guy. And that is a 23. 23 hits. And then that is a... 10 points of piercing with 3 points of electrical damage. Okay. So not as much damage as you hoped it would do, but it did some. 
Well, he's got the magic. Are you adding in the magic bonus, the plus one, and then the shocking? Oh, I get a plus one to the attack dupe. That's correct, right, Richard? To yes. The damage on the attack? Oh, okay. Well, actually, it wouldn't change because it's a plus. It'd be 11 then. Which, which wouldn't do anything. Would actually, yeah, it would, it would change it. To the piercing? Mm-hmm. Oh. So, 11 points of piercing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. That brings us to the Draugr's turn. There are only three left. And they're all buttheads. <laughs> they're all going to form a straight line because they're a synchronized swim team. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine the little arm just coming out of the water. Somebody's finger falls off. Great. <laughs> they they do the upside down one where their legs are waving. Mm. <laughs> foot hits one of us in the face. And one's hanging the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we've got three in a row there. Uh, one of them will attack Roderick. One will attack Chaubert. Uh Renly is up out of the water, correct? In the air. So it's going to go for Cabal instead. No. All right. So the one attacking Roderick going to go right to left just to be backwards from here. That is an 18 to hit. That will hit. Keep rolling max damage on these things. 14 points of damage and a fortitude save. Roderick is below half. Oh. Natural 16. Okay. Uh, You feel all right. I mean, relatively. Yeah, relatively. All right. The one attacking Chaubert. Ooh, that's a natty 19. 24. Oh, <laughs> damn. Yeah, that's a hit. Okay. So it's only six points of damage this time. Where's my six points of damage, Gary? Well, I rolled like four <laughs> tens in a row, and then that, this time I rolled a two. And how long does Cabal's thing last? Because I feel like, oh, man, I was like... Which thing from Cabal? The Shield of Faith. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That lasts minutes, so you're fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so yeah, six points of damage, and I need you to make a fortitude save. Oh, yeah. Ooh, uh, ten. You are nauseated for one round. Ew. <laughs> so he's throwing up and getting in the water and just kind of slowly spreading out to the rest of us. Yep. <laughs> it's just the baby Ruth. <laughs> I don't remember eating that. <laughs> <laughs> One more that is attacking Cabal. But you already attacked me. Not this round. Oh no, you didn't. No, not this round. It's the conga line of pain. <laughs> <laughs> dun 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 dun. Hey. Natty 18, so there's going to be a 23 to hit. You got it. 10 points of damage. I need you to make a fortitude save. Okay. 16. You feel all right. Okay. That brings us to Renly. So Carrie is going to uh, fly here. I know there's a dead guy there, but uh, why not? I'm above the water. Flying above the pit trap adjacent to or diagonal from Roderick. Yep. And uh, she will continue to sing. And she's going to cast a little spell. She is going to cast 
returning weapon on the chakra. And that's my turn. Flying over there, casting returning weapon, Cabal. Okay. Since this thing won't get off me, I'm going to cast Disrupt Undead. I can't see. Are you adjacent to it? I, it's directly in my face. Okay, it will attack you if you attempt to cast, so you'll need to roll a concentration check to avoid the attack of opportunity. Probably better than that I try to get away from it then, right? What's higher, your concentration or your acrobatics? Higher acrobatics. He's got good acrobatics, so yeah. Yeah, yeah go with that. Okay, so I try to do another backflip to try to get away from this thing. He's just loving them new boots. He's new boot goofing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if I had new boots like that, I'd be I'd be doing the same. I can say I'm glad I bought them. They uh, <laughs> they're coming in handy. This girl in the gold boots. Philip. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a twenty-five. Uh, yep, you were able to move. You made the right call. <laughs> All right, then. All right, so I jump back. I draw my longbow that's Bane for undead and electric. And I shoot the one that's two squares in front of me. Okay. Doing that instead of casting Disrupt Undead. Yeah. All right, go for it. Way more damage. (laughs) Fifteen. Fifteen... You added the magic modifier, right? Oh, I did, I did not. How many do I add for that? You get one, uh, one from me. Okay. That's I don't, I don't think that you get one from yours. Okay. No. So sixteen. And you did add the plus two for Bane, right? No. Do I get that too? Yes, since that's the choice target of your Bane. Yes, the eighteen then. So you hit. Yes. Thank you guys for telling me rules. That's fantastic. You add an additional plus two to your damage as well. Okay. So damage two or three. It's two because let me actually double check that. But the bane is plus two in addition to the plus one for the inherent magic. But I'm not sure if it's an added ability from the inquisitor. Ah, and then one from Philip, right? Yeah. So it's a total of plus three. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh. With my bane damage and my regular damage, it's eighteen. Plus. My magic. Plus, plus yours, yeah. And you did the 1d6 electrical? Ooh, I get to roll that as well. That's another 5. So that's 23. Wow. If that thing is still alive. That's what I was say. This <laughs> thing better turn to dust. Well, I mean, it was piercing damage, but... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's dead. The one right directly in front of you is dead. Just barely. Fantastic. Pain is what makes Inquisitors functional. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Fantastic. All right. That'll bring us to Roderick. All right. Same trick as last time. And the concentration check is low because it's a cantrip. I'll need to roll a natural five. Roll 11. So that is a successful concentration check to cast Brand again. Two attacks. First attack is a 17. That's a hit. Nice. I wasn't sure about that one. One on the slashing damage. It's a total of six. But I got six points of electric damage. Second attack. Ooh, that's even lower. 16. That hits. Oh, their AC isn't that high. Good. That's better. That's nine points of slashing and five points of electric. And that Draugr is dead. 
So, so he's whirling and twirling around in this uh, little corner puddle he has here, and he's just making a huge mess like he's a, an agitator in a washing machine. Mm-hmm. There's undead bits floating around. There's Chaubert's puke floating around. <laughs> oh, no. It's a lovely place to be in right now. All right. Uh, that will bring us around to Chaubert. All right. You are actually still nauseated. Yeah. So you can't attack. Oh, you can't do anything when you're nauseated. Right. You can take move actions, but if you moved, you would provoke. And puke probably still. <laughs> I mean, do you want to extend the nausea, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, fun turn from Chaubert, who is over there puking in the corner. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. You guys in the corner puking his guts out. I mean, it... it <laughs> It's usually Roderick that ends up with some sort of condition on him, so... Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, I used my natural ones on uh, perception and uh, swim checks and initiative, so I got better rolls on the fortitude saves. <laughs> I was going to say, you could tell this must be Roderick's dream at the moment, because he's doing really well in combat. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what, that's what I would love. It's, it, this is Roderick's dream, and he's being everything he dreamed he was. Right. There'd be far more women in it, though. True. <laughs> it's a real sausage fest in this tomb. <laughs> uh, that brings us to the one remaining Draugr, and he's just going to try to basically slap Shobear, because you're right there in front of him, puking. He doesn't even have pity. Yeah, right. And that is a 15 to hit. Ooh, it's going to miss. Just misses. You bend down to puke right as he goes to slap you. <laughs> How convenient. Right. Okay, uh, Renly. All right, so Renly is going to finally get to throw his chakram. I mean, he hasn't hit a single person. Ooh, natural 17. That is a 24. That hits. What kind of damage is a chakram? spinning it is slashing uh so that is three four five points of slashing damage and max six electricity and that was just enough to kill this draugr i have a question so a a chakram in my head looks like the golden snitch from harry potter oh no think of uh, xena yeah, Xena, the round thing that she threw. Ah, okay. It's like a frisbee of death. Frisbee of death, I love it. Okay. So yeah, no, she uh, takes her chakram, flings it at the at the undead creature. It explodes it, and it just comes back in her hand. You know, just like a just like a badass Xena. You make the same like yell that Xena does. No, I do not. <laughs> That would really hurt the recording if I did that. Wake up your neighbors. It's got like zombie pieces and stuff all over it, right, though? So it's like nasty in your hand? No, because it went into the water and uh, washed itself off and spun around to come back. What a considerate chakram. That's nice. I know. It's a great spell. (laughs) Returning weapon clean. That's what it's called. (laughs) So I am going to go ahead and land. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be on the same side that Roderick is on. 
Roderick's in a lot of pain in the corner by himself, even though he just uh, handled these uh, zombies like a boss. And he's going to use his healing hex on himself to try to recover some of that lost uh, hit points. And heals himself for 14, which is not anywhere near all he took. I have a wand of cure light, and that is... Roderick gleefully accepts. Two points. Got a long way to go. I'll hit you again. Four more points. All right, I'm uh, down 14. Carrie takes it, you know, like a, a remote that the batteries are dying and just slaps it on her hand real quick. <laughs> or like a Three. pen. That is... <laughs> Try shaking it like a pen. That might work better. Yeah, lick the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll do it that way. Two. <laughs> Damn it, Philip. This thing is almost out. You're going to waste it all before you even get to me. Roderick can help you. Oh, perfect. So how much How much are you down now? I'm down nine. But no matter well, what you roll, it's not a waste. Yeah. So do you want me to stop or keep going? I feel like I'm the front line right now, so... Keep going. Yeah. Three. Okay, maybe wait now. <laughs> Five. Okay, so now I'm only down one. Jobert, how much uh, damage did you take? Uh, I'm down 20. Because I can, I can cast Cure Moderate Wounds. Oh. As you're contemplating that, Roderick sort of swims over across the pit where he fell. So I, I have the ability to heal as well, but only uh, once per day per uh, target, I guess you could say. Well, uh, in this uh, level, I got um, the Healer's Blessing, so I get 50% extra healing on my heels, so... That could be good. So Roderick reaches out with his healing hex. And I literally rolled maximum. Oh, hey. Nice. So I healed you for 22. Oh, perfect. Back up. I'm back in the game, baby. Could have saved us a lot on that wand if I'd rolled 22 on me, but... <laughs> Did anybody else take damage? No, I'm great. Nope. No. Alright, so... That was uh, which character that I used it on? Let me write that so I don't try to do it again. Okay. Well, uh, shall we proceed? I don't see anything else to do. So we proceed. Swim back uh, over the pit and make our way to this uh, doorway to the next room. Are you going to make them roll swim checks? Yes, they do have to make swim checks to get across that, that pit. Can I do an acrobatic check to jump across the little corner there? You can't jump three feet out. You're not a dolphin. Oh, I, I have a question. Is anybody's swim check a negative? No, thank no. God. Okay, well then you can take 10 since we're not in combat and swim across the calm water without having to roll. Yes. Oh, okay. So, so we've done this before, but Richard, could you explain taking 10 and what that means? Yes, so um, taking 10 is considered being careful and paying a normal amount of attention and getting basically an average result. It's slightly under average, but as long as you are not under any kind of threat or pressure, you can always take 10 on a skill. So we're like, we're like doggy paddling instead of like full blown, like breaststroking it. <laughs> yes, yeah, that is Olympic style. Yeah, that, is, that is a great right. way to visualize it. <laughs> now this is different from taking 20. Taking 20 is an option you can take where you, you 
you end up with a result as though it were a natural 20, but it takes a long time because the assumption is that you're attempting it over and over and over and over again until you get it right. You cannot take 20 on a skill where a failure has a negative result. So if it's just picking a lock that has no trap on it, you can take 20 on that because you can take all day to, to try it until you finally get it. But if it is a trap, you can't take 20 on it because failure can accidentally set the trap off, if that makes sense. Yep, totally. That makes sense. And so. this has been Rules with Richard. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> Knowing is half the battle. And the <laughs> other half is silence. Yeah. ha. <laughs> <laughs> So Roderick is uh, ready to start looking into the next room. Uh, from where he is, he can see into it. it. Looks like a pretty large room, and he's going to roll perception to see what he sees as he steps in. Okay. Natural 17. That's a 29. Very good. Uh, you see a circular chamber uh, that is relatively empty except for dark water. You do see two doors sitting high up on the walls to the north and the west. It looks like there's a catwalk going across the dark water, just kind of just resting right on on the water, going to the other side, to the, that northern wall. Carrie is very drawn to the catwalk. <laughs> she wants to walk the runway. So the catwalk goes to the north door, and where does it go from there? What's the other end of it? Uh, the catwalk, it basically just goes straight forward through the room and then through the north north door. Oh, from where I am? Yes. Okay, so I can climb onto the catwalk then? Yes. All right, does it sink under my weight, or am I now above the water? It gives a little bit to where your feet are in the water, but it's holding your weight. And I don't see anything else in the room? No, you do not. All right, so Roger kind of looks back after climbing up on the catwalk and says... Well, the north is more convenient. Shall we go that way? I think so. Right, so I roll to shake my little tush on the catwalk. <laughs> <laughs> that is a perform check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so now that there are three of you on the catwalk, the catwalk collapses. Should have seen that coming. <laughs> so those of you in the water, I need you to make swim checks to stay afloat. 15. Okay. 16. All right. Six. Six. Glub, glub. (laughs) (laughs) So, Chaubert sinks underneath the water, and as you do, you are looking face-to-face with an aquatic-looking creature that kind of looks like a lizard like a crocodile? <laughs> it. I don't know why that made me laugh, but it did. <laughs> it's kind of like this weird dinosaur lizard looking thing. Like a crocodile? <laughs> big old sharp teeth. And you make eye contact with it. And I need you to make a crocodile check. <laughs> yes. A fortitude save. Like a crocodile? <laughs> uh, 17 17 alright you are able to shake off its gaze but we are rolling for initiative oh boy 
Natural one again! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, Chaubert. 18. 18. Rinley. 6. 6. Cabal. 17. 17. And Roderick. 2, Gary. It's a 2. <laughs> I'm going last again. Once again. Uh, but this time, the creature goes first in initiative. After it tried to stare uh, Chaubert down with a surprise round. But now it's going to try to bite you. Like a crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> Does a 29 hit? Ooh. <laughs> Crikey. That's going to do it. Minimum damage, and that is eight points on the bite. Oof. And that is its turn, because it's going to try to bite you again next round. Chaubert, you are in the water, underwater. Right up close with yeah. this thing. Um, so, I don't see, I don't perceive any way to, like, nothing looks obvious for me to get out of the water, right? No, there's nothing to, there's the ledge that you kind of drop down from as you entered the room. That would be the closest thing, but, uh... At the moment, Cabal is standing there. Okay. And so can I make an attack underwater? I mean, is that... Uh, you have your sword. You can use that. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to try to... Stabby, stabby, then. Uh, 15. 15 misses. But luckily, you do have that short sword, because piercing is the ones that do the most damage underwater. Oh, good. Right, Cabal. Okay, so Cabal, seeing that Jovert is face to face with this monster in the water, um, what he's going to do is he's going to, for a swift action, cast a Judgment. He's going to cast Protection, which gives plus two uh, to my armor class, and then I will cast Lend Judgment and reach down and touch Jovert, so he also gets my Judgment of Protection to give plus two to his AC as well. Very good. All right, so that brings us to Renly. Uh, Renly is going to rage and fly. Raging and flying, so you're not in the water anymore. Nope, like a missile. She shoots out. I was going to say, and this time you're in this big open room, so it's basically like you've got 30 feet above you to fly up. Finally. It's all he's ever wanted. Yes, I broke the glass ceiling. Okay, so he is going, or she, since she was still carry, and I still have returning weapon cast because it's minutes per level, pop out of this uh, water and uh, rage and sing, and her uh, chakram begins to crackle and pop again, and I'm going to do a religion check. Uh, Is it a religion check? It's arcana. Arcana check. Ugh. Nine. You're not sure what this is. It's a crocodile. <laughs> okay. Roderick. All right. Roderick's going to do his Arcana check. That's not good. That's a 16. Uh, 16 is enough to know that this is a basilisk. A basilisk? Yes. Why is it swimming? 
because this is an aquatic basilisk. It's an aquatic pain in the ass. Okay, so Roderick says that, be careful, it's likely to petrify you. And he's going to cast Magic Missile. Okay. I rolled half decent. 12 points of force damage. 12 points of force damage, and that all goes through. And he's going to swim just a little bit closer. Not close enough to be adjacent to it yet, but just for future thought. Very good. That'll bring it back to the Basilisk's basilisk's turn. Almost. And with his uh, check, did he see what type of monster it is? Uh, Arcana would be a magical beast. Hmm. I was just thinking for Bane. Look, I choose to hit it. Same. I think he would pick magical beast, yeah. It's a magical beast with the aquatic subtype. So he picks Bane that. (laughs) Aquatic magical beasts. (laughs) Some watery tart. Lobbing scimitars, are you? (laughs) Okay. So it is the Basilisk's turn. And it is going to turn and look the direction of uh, where those magic missiles came from. Of course it does. So it is going to look toward Roderick and Renly. And Renly. Renly's I'm like off to the side and flying. But he's looking toward you. He's not looking at you. He's looking toward you. He's looking past us, Philip. Oh, that's rude. Okay. So I have to roll something? Doesn't know how to have a good conversation. Right. (laughs) Uh, So just Roderick needs to make a fortitude save. Old 40 save? Old 40 save. 19. All right. You're able to uh, withstand his gaze. So it used its its turn to stare you down. Fortunately, I have a halfway decent fortitude save. Uh, Chaubert. All right. So this uh, basilisk or crocodile, as I've heard them called, (laughs) is uh, he's right in front of me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm just going to keep on trying to uh, stab at him, I guess. I don't have a whole lot of options. All right feel a little more confident with my uh, my plus two thanks to Cabal. And you plus one. Oh, and my plus one. Uh, so that is <laughs> uh, twelve. <laughs> twelve is a miss. So not that confident. Just missed it. Cabal. Okay, so is, is this thing kind of on the surface where I could shoot it with a longbow? Or is it deep enough that it wouldn't do anything to it? Uh, you can kind of see it moving around a bit in the water so you know where it is. Okay. But it is not on the surface of the water. It is completely submerged. Okay. So I want to see if this is evil or not um, mm-hmm. for my spell sake. So I will do detect alignment, trying to detect if it's evil or not. All right. So that is a standard action to detect. Basically, your your eyes glow for a second to try to detect evil in the room. And there are no evil auras. Oh, okay. All right, then. Hmm. Okay. But are you staying put or taking any other actions? Um, I'll move over uh, five feet to my left to try to get... Uh, Renly some ground to get up if he can. 
Oh, I'm. Or oh, you, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Like, no, I'm fine. If Jobert can swim up and get up here, I'll give him that space. Perfect. Very good. Roderick. Oh, sorry. Renly. Renly first. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, I I can see the outline of this creature, correct? Yes. Can I throw my weapon at it? Or does that uh, initiate some weird rules? Like, it slows down the speed or whatever. It It's probably in some weird gray area, but because it's closer to the surface, I'm going to say it. Don't worry about those rules. Yeah, okay. I would... Uh, I would second that. Um, if it's not more than five feet down, I don't think the water rules would really apply. Okay, so I'm going to throw my chakram. That is 13 on the die, plus bonus 14, plus 7 is something. But that's it, probably here. Well, what's your total? <laughs> don't make me math. All right, 13 plus... Seven is twenty plus one is twenty-one. Barely hits, but it still hits. Uh, and then I am going to do one d eight. So that's two, three points of uh, damage, and again, six points of electricity damage. Okay. Does look like all of that went through. Sweet, but still kicking or swimming or whatever it does. It probably kicks too. It's got legs. It looks like it has like six legs. It's got four, I think. All right, uh, now it's Roderick's turn. Okay, Gary, I have a question. Can I see how much water is below this thing? Um, you could tell it's as deep or deeper than that pit that you were in with the drought bird. Okay, that is one question answered. Um, so what Roderick is going to do, he's going to draw his cold iron rapier instead of his longsword. Move in five feet. He's going to spend a swift action to apply plus one and frost to his rapier. Okay. He's going to attack. That's a 20, so it's probably not going to hit. 20 misses. But you had my plus one, right? Yeah, I added that in. Alright. I was hoping for Thunder Snow. <laughs> that would have been cool. You know, that would have been a, a, a great attack on most things, but this one's just a little stronger. You'd probably assume that, knowing where you are, that this is some alchemically altered creature. Okay. So that brings us to the Basilisk. Who is going to swim five feet over? Is it an attack of opportunity because it's rough terrain? It's not difficult terrain for a creature with a swim speed. Right. Oh. So it can take a five foot swim. And it is going to try to bite Roderick. Always Roderick. And that is a 28. Yes, that hits, Gary. I gotta check. And that is 12 points of damage on the bite. Yeah, cheese. At least it doesn't, like, wrap you in tentacles and, you know, constrict you or anything. Yeah. And basilisks are fun, because I know it's a... Uh, what is it? Never mind. That would have been a, an interesting tangent, so I'll just shut up. <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll bring us to Chaubert. So I guess I'll try to... 
hop on out of the water? Is that a... But that'll take the place of my attack, right? Yes, it would. So you'll need to make a swim check because you're still technically under the water. Right. And for those of you who don't know ahead of time, you can hold your breath for as many rounds as double your constitution score. That's a long breath. Yes. Ooh. It's a natural one, so... Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Not getting out of the water anytime soon. (laughs) You sink a bit under the water. (laughs) Gulp a little in. (laughs) Make sure you're uh, keeping track of those rounds underwater. Take the gold out of your pockets. Tastes like Vesselus. Give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need it. I didn't even have to petrify you to sink. All right, Cabal. All right, I will pull out my longbow then since it's close enough to the surface that we don't take any minuses to shoot at it. (laughs) And that's a 14. That's a miss. Uh, Alright, and I'll, I guess I'll stay where I am. Okay. Rimley. Uh, well, first the uh, shockroom comes spinning back to my hand, and I am going to fly so I don't have to do a hover check, and throw it again. Ooh, 22. 22 hits. Ooh, six, seven, eight points of regular damage. Again, third six in a row. That's the devil's address, but six <laughs> points of electricity. Can I start rolling this D6 instead of my D20? No. Nice try, though. All right. Roderick. Okay, same as before with the zombies. Going to roll a concentration check to cast Brand defensively succeed just barely though it was 16 mm. so now two attacks with the rapier attack number one natural one uh-oh oh no i need to confirm <laughs> that's a fumble that is a fumble oh, oh no with a melee attack yes Fumble is armor smash. Your attack deals damage to your armor. Great. That's not horrible. No, it's. I probably won't do enough damage to really hurt it. It's magical anyway. Unless I roll really high. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What is it? So it's uh, 10 points of damage to the armor, which is reduced by 6. So 4 points, which is not enough to break it and then the energy damage is halved and then goes against armor which means it does nothing so it damaged it not broken but once again i mean he's using his rapier so he probably caught one of the rings of the chain shirt probably <laughs> oh and it just popped off um so I, I think that was the first time that we had to play that song when he rolled high yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> just can't get away from it Yep, it's always the worst. Anyway, second attack. Crack die. Natural three, so we're moving on to somebody else's turn. Wait, it's it's because you cast cold on your, your rapier. It's when you cast cold You're spells. You're right, I didn't think about that. <laughs> you always fumble when you cast cold spells. 
It's the weirdest thing. All right, good turn for me, guys. Yep. <laughs> okay, and it is back to the Basilisk's turn. And he just laughs and laughs. He's got a good thing going. He's just going to bite at Roderick again. Does a 92 hit? Well, it's my turn to roll a natural one. <laughs> oh, there you go. Very low chance of confirming, though. It's a natural 20. So, <laughs> but no. At least I, I mean, for you, at least I rolled them in that order. Yeah, right. That's far better than the inverts. Uh, bite and a miss. Show bear. All right. Still underwater. Still flailing around. <laughs> All right. So we're going to try to get out the water here. Nine. Still just under the surface. Shavir hasn't been over the water in quite some time. You all think he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's five rounds I've gone. Did you give him a judgment of lead feet? (laughs) (laughs) Cement shoes. (laughs) He's going to be sleeping with the fishes. All right. uh, That brings to Cabal. Cabal is going to cast Spiritual Weapon in the form of a dagger. Alrighty. So I will roll for my attack for my spiritual weapon. Okay. That is a 24. That's a hit. Yay. Yeah, I did hit. Nine damage. Nine points of damage. Still kicking. At least I did a little bit of damage to it, though. Feel better about it. Still kicking my butt. (laughs) (laughs) Next up is Renly. Carrie is going to grab that shocker. The shocker is going to come back to Carrie's hand. Got to move a little bit so I don't have to do a hover check and roll again. Nope, that's not going to do it. Central six. Splashes in the water. It's, yep. Okay. Back to Roderick. Okay, same trick again. Concentration check for Bran. Pass. Two attacks. Eight will, uh, natural eight will miss. Second attack. 21. 21 just hits. Yay. Go, Roderick. Go, Roderick. Go. <laughs> Sorry, it's a D6. I forgot I'm using the rapier, not the longsword. Because I need the piercing. Okay, so that is five points of piercing damage, one point of cold damage, and three points of shock damage. All right. And it's dead. All right. <laughs> and they lived happily ever after. <laughs> Especially Jobert from his underwater house. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that is just enough to kill this basilisk. Oh, I was kidding, but hey. I'll see you next time. (laughs) That was fun, y'all. Yes, thanks Thanks for for coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thanks.